What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Run Free Podcast. This is episode number 64, and I'll be coming at you with tips and tactics for going after your 2021 New Year's resolutions, or if you're like me and don't have New Year's resolutions, how to make some helpful course corrections on your journey. I hope you guys enjoy today's episode. All right, guys, stoked to get in this last episode of 2020. And I am in the snow talking to you guys outside my garage. Had to get outside, get some fresh air, and enjoy this last dusk of 2020 before we get into this new year. And uh, before we do that, I just want to take a quick second and say a quick congrats to two of our Run Free coaches. Both Rachels actually got engaged on the same day recently, right after Christmas, which was kind of cool for our Run Free family, for our staff. So big congrats to you guys, Rachels, and uh, looking forward to what 2021 not only holds for the Run Free family and all of our athletes, um, but for our global planet as well as we work through this pandemic. All right, guys, so let's get into today's episode. Gonna be talking about New Year's resolutions. So to start things off, I don't know about you guys, if you set New Year's resolutions or if you're not into it, I feel like it's kind of a one of those issues where either you're really into the New Year's resolutions or you're really burned on it because you know that most of the time New Year's resolutions don't get kept. And, uh, and I'm kind of in the camp of not setting New Year's resolutions, um, but for a little bit of a different reason that might be interesting for you to um, consider as we move into this next year. So kind of how I approach New Year's resolutions is instead of setting this one big all or nothing New Year's resolution, this year I'm going to lose two, 10 pounds or whatever it's going to be or spend more quality time with my kids. Like Instead of having that, I much prefer to have course corrections along the way. So I like to think about it as like, you know, a, a ship that's headed out to sea and is trying to get to a destination and it has to constantly be course corrected to make sure it's staying on course. And I found for myself that is just a much better way to go after things like New Year's resolutions. So this episode's a little bit different than if you listen to episode 54, you can go back and listen to that one. That one's about like how to go after big goals. And this one today, we're talking more about like those little things that you want to change in your life. It's more about like little habits that you're trying to culture and nurture in your life. Things like New Year's resolutions, things like the most common one of all, trying to lose a little bit of fat, trying to lean out a little bit. So interesting thing, a stat on uh, resolutions real quick is uh, according to Forbes, only 25% of people make it just past a month. So make it past the month of January and are staying on their New Year's resolutions. And uh, it gets worse from there. Only 8% of people who set New Year's resolutions actually maintain those all the way to the end of the year. So why is that? Why do most people set goals, and they're just not able to stick to it. Well, that's what we're going to be talking about today. So I'm going to lead off with like things that don't work. And this is coming from things that have not worked for myself personally that I've learned along the way, um, setting things like resolutions, trying to make changes in my life and not having them work. And it's also coming from some research that I've done um, from things like Business Insider and a Life Hack article. Um, so it's coming from a, a wide range of, uh, of different people's experiences. So first one, things that don't work for me and for others is just trying harder. Just trying to 
muster the willpower to make this thing happen. Just trying, just like, this is the year I'm going to lose the weight and I'm just going to try harder. Maybe that's worked for some people. I'm, you know, this is, everyone's different. What works for everyone is, is going to be a little bit different. But I know for myself, just trying to rely on willpower alone has never worked for me. And I consider myself like a pretty motivated individual that can set high goals and go after those goals. But ultimately, what has allowed me to achieve my goals isn't necessarily willpower alone. Yes, those there are those moments where it's like you don't feel like it and you got to just make yourself get out the door, make yourself take that hard first step. But most of the time, it the success lies in things I'm going to talk about later on in this in this episode. So I just don't want any of our athletes who might be listening to this and trying to make changes in their life to just solely be relying upon willpower because the chances of that working i'd say are pretty slim and i think you know that statistic of only eight percent of people making it through to the end of the year is a good illustration of probably why that is is that willpower alone is rarely enough motivation right like there's got to be a whole system of things in place for us to be able to stick to our resolutions to our course corrections that we want to do in our life all right second thing is uh not having a plan so anytime when i've tried to make changes in my life and i'm just like i'm just gonna try harder and i don't know how it's gonna happen but i'm just gonna make it happen and there there's no strategic plan in place that has never worked for me. And that was a common thread I saw as I was doing research for this podcast as well. Almost across the board, all the articles are about how to successfully accomplish your New Year's resolutions always went back to having a plan in place. And we're going to talk about how to make that plan as we get into the second half of this episode. All right. The next one that doesn't work is uh, just having the fact that it's a day later. So it's no longer 2020, tomorrow's 2021, and everything's going to be different in 2021 just because it's a different year. I don't know about you guys, but that has never worked for me, which is a, a big, I think, deterrent to most people for having New Year's resolutions is they know, hey, it's not going to be enough just that it's another year. Like That's not going to be the mo- bring all the motivation I need to make these changes that I want to make in my life. All right, so next one is uh, trying to change too much at one time. And this is one that I have just fallen into over and over again, where oftentimes I think about like my starting place fitness when I'm training for a marathon and I want to see drastic change in like a month. And uh, the fitness category, the fitness world has really reinforced this to me over and over again that trying to change too much at one time is really discouraging because the truth is most change takes years and years and years for example you know thinking about like sarah running her first marathon in 242 if she sets a new year's resolution for the year after that and she's like i'm gonna run 220 the next year that'd be super discouraging for her right like she would certainly give up on her journey because it took her a good five years to see the adaptation that needed to happen for her to be able to run 220. So that's just kind of an example there of like how you need to 
maybe hold on to your New Year's resolutions a little bit looser and be okay with small change over a long period of time and just readjust your thinking that I don't got to reinvent myself in one night or in one year even. I'm just looking for gradual change day by day, small change that I might not even notice. Like I like to think of going after New Year's resolutions, after going goals, going after goals is similar to watching your kids grow or watching yourself grow. You see them every day, you look in the mirror every day, and oftentimes you don't even, you can't even see the growth. And that's the kind of sustainable growth that you can carry on for years and years. When we try to change too much at one time, oftentimes we can stick to it for a day or a week and then the burden just gets too heavy and we have to unload it and we just give up, right? Like I just can't, I can't do it. I can't change that much. So this is an area that I've grown in a lot of trying to just make small changes, small changes over a long period of time and having that just add up. All right, the next thing, um, is looking at how far you have to go. So if you are going after kind of an ambitious New Year's resolution, and and I did see when I was doing research for this episode, there are a lot of articles that really, um, they gave advice that you should have really big, exciting New Year's resolutions because that's going to provide extra motivation for you to change, which I agree with. And then they also made the point, though, it's important that you have small, easily attainable goals along the way to achieving that so that you, you're not looking, if you're at the bottom of the mountain, you're not staring at the peak for a year or for months and months and growing discouraged because you still you've been going so hard and working so hard for for months and months and yet you still you're not even halfway there and that mountaintop just still looks so far away so i think being overwhelmed by the size of our goal can be so discouraging that it makes it very difficult to stick to our resolutions all right the next one is uh, letting your feelings guide you. And I know I've, I've fallen prey to my feelings many, many times. And uh, you know, feelings are, I don't think it's something to run from, and I'm gonna get into this here in a second. I think we actually need to go into our feelings, but we they make lousy guides, right? So we can't let our feelings, what we feel like doing, determine our behaviors and our habits. And I'm gonna, like I said, I'm gonna go into that more here in a second. All right, the next one that does not work for New Year's resolutions is having all or nothing goals. And I'm kind of speaking specifically to myself here. It's never worked for me to be like, okay, I'm going after this New Year's resolution. Maybe it's like reading my Bible every single morning for 15 minutes. And it's an all or nothing goal. Like I'm going to like count how many days in a row I've done it. And the, the first day I miss, it's like, it's like, the I've lost the war, right? It's like, oh, like the battle is over. I've lost. And so now just forget it. Like I'm just not even gonna read my Bible for the rest of the year now, <laughs> which like I I haven't experienced it that drastically, but it is like very much like that where it's this all or nothing mentality. I'm gonna hang on to this goal for as long as possible. And the moment that I'm off, I'm I'm off the train completely. And I, I've kind of learned as I've gotten older, like 
having grace for failure is such an important thing. So maybe, you know, as we're considering our goals and those New Year's resolutions that we're either setting or have set, we need to build into those place for failure and grace for failure. So it's not, you don't box yourself in where it's like, I got to stick to this. And the moment I don't stick to it, I'm a failure. Like what if we set resolutions where instead of like using my reading your Bible every day in the, for 15 minutes in the morning, instead of being an all or nothing goal like that, we're like, okay, I want to read my Bible an average of five days a week for all of 2020. So that way, you know, if you have a couple days where you fail and you, you don't get it in, you, you have it built into your goal where that's going to be okay. And that's not going to knock you off the train and you can stay on the horse and, and continue on with pursuing your New Year's resolution. So I think building grace into your goals and New Year's resolutions is super, super important. All right, the last thing that I came up with with things that don't work for me when setting New Year's resolutions is uh, getting stuck in the past. You know, like if if you're going into your New Year's, New Year's resolution knowing that you've failed it, I'm 38 now, and you've failed, you've had the same New Year's resolution for 10 years and every single time you failed, like that is that alone is enough discouragement to just be like, forget it. And and I think a lot of people, and even myself included on this one, um, have gotten away from New Year's resolutions because of past failures. And I think as I've thought this year about New Year's resolutions and goal setting and course corrections, um, I don't want to react to past failures and be and miss out on the opportunity that setting New Year's resolutions really does hold for us. Like, like I was saying earlier in the podcast, for me, I find it most helpful to not necessarily set New Year's resolutions, but to continually be doing course corrections as I'm going throughout my year. Because I don't know about you guys, but for me, it's so easy to start off on a really good path. And then just very gradually, I'm kind of drifting. I'm kind of losing either side of my goals or losing um, priorities or not spending my time the way that I should be um, considering what I value and what I'm going after. And I just need little course corrections along the way. And I need a bunch of them. Sorry, Mita's joining in the podcast here. Hey, Mita, shh. I'm trying to record here. She wants to talk to you guys. All right. <laughs> Sorry about her. All right. So that is everything I've got on things that did not work for me. So now let's talk about, oh, there's a couple more though I wanted to add to that. They weren't from me. They were from, so one from Business Insider, I was reading an article that they're writing about um, common failures and going after New Year's resolutions. And uh, they came up with uh, people who fail setting New Year's resolutions. They don't consider the cost beforehand, the cost of going after their goal. And then oftentimes they're also overconfident. So they think, oh, I'm just making this small change. Like maybe they did a good job setting their goal. It's really attainable. It's a small change. Maybe they're going to start flossing their teeth every night or something like that. It's like, oh, well, that's so easy. Like I don't even have to put any thought or energy into that. I don't have to develop a plan like I'm going to talk about here in a second. And they get overconfident and then 
fall off the bandwagon. And that's actually very similar to, um, you know, I talked to you guys before about going into races, like not expecting races to feel easy and how sometimes when you're actually in really good shape and you've been crushing your training and then you expect to just float through the race is when you blow up and have the worst experience ever because your expectation is that it should be easy. So I think that's very true for New Year's resolutions as well, that uh, if you're expecting your resolution to just be easy, you're probably in for a tough road, or at least a tougher road than you think. All right, uh, and last one on things that don't work well is, uh, this was really interesting from a Lifehack article, is that uh, people who set New Year's resolutions and don't accomplish it, they usually aren't enjoying the process which I think is super, super important. And not only important for New Year's resolutions, but important for going after goals in general and and going after big training goals, performance goals in the running space. Like if you fall in love with the process, and this actually reminds me of uh, that book, Grit. They talk about this as well. Like people who have grit in what they do, who are able to stick to um, their profession, their craft, their job, people who stick with things they fall in love with the process of going after their goals i was actually thinking about this myself um, right before i record this podcast i was uh just doing some deadlifting in the garage and uh i just love just like having the weight under me and i love grabbing onto the bar and pulling the slack out of the bar and i just love just going after it like the like like i'm saying here the process so i think if we're setting new year's resolutions and we can fall in love with the process of going after these goals man our chance of accomplishing our new year's resolutions is just going to skyrocket through the roof so that's a good thing to remind ourselves when we find ourselves in the thick of it you know when things get real when you set new year's resolution it's all fun and games on december 30th 31st i mean it's all fun then and then undoubtedly there's going to come a day and it might be january 1st it might be january 30th it might be a couple months down the line but there's going to come a time when it's going to get hard and if we can remind ourselves in those moments when it gets hard it's like i just love the process of going after it and i actually love the struggle because that's part of going after a big goal and going after a resolution and, and i'm going to embrace the struggle and the process, then I think we will much more likely have grit in going after our New Year's resolutions and stick to it. So I thought great point there by Lifehack. And then uh, they also said um, not knowing your why. So if you said New Year's resolution, for ease of example, if we just talk about like losing 10 pounds, but you don't know why you want to do that and you're not convinced of all the reasons why it's going to be beneficial for your health for your longevity for how you feel you know all the health benefits that are included in that goal but you're just like i just want to lose 10 pounds just because just because i do and like i always do and everyone does <laughs> and and that's that's it that's all the behind it like having I've talked about this on the podcast before having a strong why behind your goals is just critical and uh, you know, I've talked about that before about having a strong why that is linked to something other than yourself makes it even more powerful. So if you can tie your New Year's resolution into, I want to lose 10 pounds so that 
I can be a healthy individual, have better energy for my kids, maybe for longevity because it's going to be put my body in a healthier state. I might even live longer because I'm making better food choices and exercising, getting more sleep. Like this is going to be better for my family. I'm going to maybe have extra time with my family that I otherwise wouldn't have. Man, I can feel my motivation just talking about that going up. So if we can tie our why and our purpose into benefiting other people, it's going to make it even more and more powerful. All right, so that's kind of the first half of the episode. Now let's talk about what will work and going after your New Year's resolutions. All right, so the first thing I had is uh, going into your failures and identifying where you break down. So this is something I'm pulling from running, right? It's like when we have failures in races or in workouts, it's so easy to just want to get through that and want to get out the backside of that, forget about it. And there is value to once you learn from your mistake, you do. I've talked about having instant sports amnesia, right? You want to forget about that failure and move through it. But before you do that, you want to go into it, right? And it's very similar to a lot of practices in meditation and Buddhism where they talk about like what resist, what you resist persists. And if you have pain and you just try to force it to go away and you just want it to go away, like it's gonna persist with you, it's gonna come back. And not only that, but you won't have learned from that failure. So specifically what I'm talking about here is so say you've had previous years New Year's resolutions things you really wanted to change and you didn't accomplish those can you go back to that exact moment when you fell fell off the horse and uh and you broke down what was it exactly that was going through your mind in that moment that caused you to fail and, and the more failure experiences you have with going after this, say, one goal in particular. So, again, for ease of example, say you're just trying to lose weight. And you're like, yeah, so I failed last year because, you know, I got really down and really depressed about something. And I found myself just, like, heading to the refrigerator for comfort. I've done that before for sure. And if you can go into that and be like, okay, well, what was I actually feeling? And why was that feeling why was I reaching for food to make me feel better? Then you start to get somewhere with this process, right? Because you've gone into it. And like, okay, so what I was really feeling was not necessarily hunger, not necessarily a laugh, lack of self-control, but I was feeling depressed and I wanted to make myself feel better. So, okay, now we just learned something really helpful that you want to feel better when you get down. So now we can start working through this process of what, can I do to help myself feel better when I'm in this moment next time? Because we know this moment is likely to come back. You're likely to have the same encounter again where you get depressed, you get down, and you want to feel better, and you want to reach for something in the refrigerator that you shouldn't be reaching for, right? But if you work a plan, if you have a plan in place, like, okay, this is what is probably going to happen with me when I'm going through this moment. I'm going to want to feel better. So instead of, I'm a substitute, I'm still going to make myself feel better, but I'm going to make myself feel better in a healthier way. So maybe I'm going to go out to lunch with friends. Maybe I'm going to watch a funny movie. Um, do something that makes you feel better that is a healthier option than, say, reaching for a donut. All right, so 
yeah, going into your failures is just, I think, so critical and it's so easy. I know for myself to want to run away from my failures and just want to like not not go into it because it kind of hurts to go back into it, right? But so, so important that we learn from our failures. We go into that and then that prepares us for the next time we encounter that challenge. We have a different plan in place and that, that next plan that we try, it might not work, but that's okay because we're going to go back into that failure again and be like, okay, that plan didn't work. What else can I tweak here to get this right? So if we can see the value in our failures when we're going after our New Year's resolutions and then, like I said before, have grace for ourselves to fail, even build that into our New Year's resolution where we don't have to be perfect, learn from that mistake and go back. And it's okay to go back and make a different mistake, right? When it, when What is really depressing is when we have something we're trying to change in our life and we go back to it. And over and over again, we fail, we fail, we fail, making the same mistake over and over again for the same reason. We haven't changed anything in our tactic of how to overcome that moment where we break down. All right, so another thing that works is uh, having an accountability partner. And I was thinking a lot about like the 12-step program. Um, you know, that's a way for alcoholics to get off of alcohol. But really, I think there's much to be gleaned with what they're doing and how successful they are with a challenge that is incredibly hard for people to overcome. And yet they've had such amazing success. So a lot of this stuff is stuff that, you know, they're doing as well. I wouldn't say I necessarily studied their program and, you know, I'm relaying that to you guys here but a big part of the 12-step program right is having your accountability partner they don't call it accountability partner they call it your sponsor i believe right um but having someone in this with you to go through this with you and it's really important that your accountability partner isn't someone who's going to beat you up right you need someone who like you feel really safe with so i'd really encourage you like if you're going after new year's resolution like tell someone else about it and be like hey i'd love to just be able to have you as an accountability partner and just to be able to check in with me once a week once a month however often you need it um just just be like hey how are you doing with that new year's resolution how is it going and to just have someone that you feel like you can be real with and share your struggle with and that you can call if you're struggling, right? And it, like I said, it's really important that, that person, you know, hey, I'm gonna call this person, I know that they're not gonna beat me up. So if you are that accountability person, I think it's really important to keep that in mind that most of the time, people aren't looking for a kick in the pants, they're looking for some encouragement, right? So um, having someone who's just really encouraging is super, super important. All right, next one uh, is having your motivation tied to the betterment of someone else. So being selfless. So that, I kind of talked about this earlier, but talking about that why, you know, and having that strong why behind your, your New Year's resolution. And if, if you can tie that into like, hey, this is going to be helpful for someone else, you know, me, by me fixing this problem in myself, it's not just going to help me. It's going to help my family. It's going to help my friends. That's just going to increase the level of your motivation a ton. All right, the next one, kind of also talked about this a little bit already, but it's just making small attainable goals. But then I wanted to talk about this again because what's really important about this is celebrating those small attainable goals. Sorry, I'm throwing pine cones at Mita because she's barking like crazy. I don't know if you guys can hear that. Hopefully not. <laughs> um, so 
I was talking about having, yeah, celebrating. Guys, this, I almost did the whole podcast just based on this one alone. And what I am really captured by when it when I'm thinking about New Year's resolutions and how to attain that is just how important gratefulness and celebrating breakthrough is in the process. When you look at Jesus, right, before he did his miracles, feeding the 5,000 um, with just a very small, a couple loaves of bread, a couple of fish, and he fed 5,000 with that. Before he did that, he gave thanks, right? And I think he was kind of giving us a little bit of a tool there, a little bit of a glimpse of like, if you want miracles in your life, if you want big breakthrough, if you want to have more than enough, you, it starts with gratitude. It starts with thankfulness. And I've experienced this over and over again in my life and going after uh, you know, my, my athletic goals of the, the difference between when I am thankful that I just accomplish a goal versus when I like accomplish a goal and I'm like, yeah, it's fine, but you know, I'm still like really far from where I want to go and I'm still not as good as I want to be. Like that attitude doesn't yield more results. Usually it yields like frustration, discouragement, and ultimately not getting where I want to go. But when I've just had like just such excitement like oh i just ran like my first sub five minute mile when i was in high school and i remember just being so stoked about that and looking at it now i'm like yeah that was that was okay you know there's it's not that impressive but for me during that time like i i didn't know any better i wasn't around many runners so to me like sub five minute miles seemed like I had just done something magical and I'm kind of grateful that I had, I didn't have a grid for the fact that that actually wasn't super great or at least it wasn't nearly as great as I thought it was. Right. Because I was so excited by that really small goal that I'd done of breaking five minutes for the mile. Right. And then that made me more excited for my training. Like I was fired up now. Right. And I see this so often with training and racing is you need momentum to be successful and you really need momentum to be successful when you're going after new year's resolution so if you can have these small goals you know of being like man i just want to get through today you know it's january 1st i'm just gonna get through one day where i do this goal that i have right and then you get excited and you celebrate you get through that day you're like i did it like that's it that's all i gotta do is just you know, do what I did today over and over and over again. But I'm just excited that I just did today. That creates excitement in you, right? And your body, it loves to celebrate, right? And whenever we celebrate, it just reinforces a good feeling. And we start to associate like, okay, when I accomplish my goal, then it, a celebration always happens, which is a good feeling. And it just reinforces the behavior, right? It's, it's the behavior and then the reward, and so we always want to like reinforce a positive behavior with the reward. So really, really, I think I can't emphasize enough how important it is that along the process, along the road of going after our resolutions in 2021, we are just grateful for every small breakthrough that we get along the way. All right. The next one is uh, when you're feeling unmotivated, un un unmotivated. Sorry. Uh, when you're feeling unmotivated, focus on how far you've come and not how far you have to go. So this is kind of the opposite of, you know, what I talked about when how discouraging it is when the mountaintop is so far away. And guys, first off, everyone, 
everyone has their unmotivated moments, right? So when you're going after your goal, maybe you're trying to run five or six days a week or something, and then you have that tough day that comes up, super cold, early in the morning, dark outside, and you're just like, oh, I just want to hit snooze on my alarm and just stay in bed right now. Realize first off, you're not alone. We all have those moments. I have those moments all the time when I'm in the gym going after my goals. We're in the garage all by myself. It's cold early in the morning. I feel tired. I don't want to be in there. And sometimes, like I said, about feelings being bad guides, you got to just start moving, right? And then most of the time when you're able to force those first few hard steps to happen, then you're grateful that you did it, right? And you're able to keep going. So just realize, guys, unmotivated moments are going to happen, but you need to have a plan in place of how, what thoughts you're going to think and how you're going to approach those unmotivated moments beforehand, before you get there. If you wait for those unmade, unmotivated moments to just happen and then you're going to decide what to do about it, Ooh, that's a tough battle. That's a really, really tough battle. So I want to encourage you guys with today's podcast to take some time to journal, sit down, write, write your goal out and get a plan in place and be like, this is what I'm going to do when I'm feeling unmotivated. This is going to be my accountability partner. Um, when I fail, this is going to be how I react to it. If you have this written down, it's really going to reinforce to make it easy for you when you find yourself in these moments to just grab your journal and relook back at your notes and be like, okay, I have a plan in place. And the plan, guys, it's okay if it doesn't work perfectly, right? The only problem with plans is when we stop tweaking it to make it work, right? When it's a rigid, static plan. And it's kind of like why at Run Free Training, we don't like cookie cutter plans because they don't change with you, right? And that is the gold standard in going after your goals is that your plan has to follow you and it has to change based on if it's working for you and not. All right, so the next thing that I had down is uh, establish a habit with a reward. So I kind of already talked about this a little bit, but really important that like you reward yourself when that positive habit you're trying to develop in your life, when you do it, always celebrate it. Even if it's just like a five-second ridiculous happy dance or something like that, like something that makes you smile, something that makes you feel good about what you did, even just patting yourself on the back and just being like, good job, Ryan, proud of you, brother. <laughs> you know, like it might sound kind of ridiculous, kind of stupid, but I promise you like having these rewards really works. Um, and next, the I just have a couple more here, guys. Um, next one was acknowledging that you need help from a higher power. And I'm just getting that from the 12-step program. Like, that's a big part of, uh, of their program. And they're not even making you, like, subscribe to a particular religion or tradition. But they know that, like, you're going to have these moments where you're not going to have the strength within yourself. And you're going to have to look outside of yourself. I think it's so important that as we're going after our New Year's resolutions, we also know, hey, like these times are going to come where it's going to be too much for me. And can I draw on a higher power through prayer, through worship, through reading, through community? Like you're going to need these things to be successful in going after your goals. So really important that 
that you are willing to look for something, a power outside of yourself to help you through those really, really tough moments. Um, the next one I got from the Business Insider, and it's just tracking your progress. And I've talked about this a lot, um, definitely on Instagram. I don't know if I've done a podcast on this before, but so important that we track our progress. And guys, this has saved me, to be honest, like in the weight room. This saved me so often. So I have three journals in my weight room. Um, so like my, my athletic goals are like trying to get as big and strong as possible, but I, I'm kind of like into powerlifting. So focused on bench, squat, and deadlift. And I have journals I've kept um, all year long. I record every single workout I do and I'm tracking my progress. And I know I've written down all my PRs. Every time I break a PR, I write it in my journal. And that is so, so helpful because there's these periods where I don't feel like I'm growing. I don't feel like I'm getting better. And the, the thoughts that are running through my mind is like, why are you doing this? Why are you invested this much in this? Why does it matter? No one cares. Like, just give up, you know? And I, I, those are the moments when I reach for those journals and I look back at, oh, like last December, I was deadlifting 385. Now I'm deadlifting 505. Maybe I haven't PR'd in the last like week or two, but man, I've come a long, long ways. And I feel this way oftentimes when I'm reading through our athlete intake forms that we have all of our incoming athletes that run free fill out is I am just like blown away by what our athletes have already done and the progress that they've already made. I've heard so many amazing stories of people just totally changing their life around, losing like 100 pounds and, and improving their PR in the marathon by like an hour. And I'm just like, whoa, this is so incredible. I hope they know how far they've come and how incredible they are because that is going to empower them to continue to make progress, right? So when we're in those low motivated time periods, that's when it's a great time to pull out those journals and look back and be like, look what I've done already. Look at the progress I've made. Look how far I've come. And it's amazing, like I said, when I'm in the gym and I'm feeling discouraged and I pull out that journal and I look back at a year ago and I see the progress, I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm doing okay. Like I can keep moving forward, like let's go. So really, really important that you keep a journal. And guys, the thing with tracking progress is it might not always be physical progress too. Like sometimes a lot of these things were our New Year's resolutions we're going after. They might be habits we're trying to establish in our life, um, thoughts we're trying to think. It could be like mental progress, spiritual progress. There's a lot of different things that you know we might be going after in 2021. But I'd really encourage you to find a way to track that and to monitor that so that you can know if you're growing or not. Because this is also just a way of, you know, I talk about observing your training, how important it is that you don't judge your workouts, but you are able to look at them, observe them as a scientist is observing an experiment, but you have to see if it's working or not, right? So, so, so important that we find a way to track our progress. All right, guys, last one is uh, get yourself out of funks through laughing and dancing. Save the best one for last. I love that. I was actually, I was doing this in my garage. I always have music on when I'm lifting or whatever. And I just like, I like like trance and dance, like like just really like fast paced music. Usually I prefer kind of like without words. Um, but oftentimes if I'm feeling discouraged in there, I'll just like force myself and I'm all by myself. So if you're in a gym, you might not want to do this. 
in a public space, depending on your dance skills, of course. My dance skills are eh, so-so, but uh, I, I like to, when I'm feeling discouraged sometimes, like just make myself start dancing. And uh, it's amazing how our body and how we hold our body, our body posture, even our line of sight. I talk about line of sight a lot with our athletes, like keeping your eyes up because that is a posture of like confidence. Looking down is like a scared dog, right? And so really important that our posture sometimes can change our feelings. If, if you're trying to change how you feel, oftentimes just like pulling your shoulders back, lifting your chin up, making yourself big. You know, if you have a big a talk that you're giving or something, like going into the bathroom, doing bear pose can like, it, I promise you, like it changes how you feel and your level of confidence. Um, and things like laughing and dancing are some of the best ways to get out of funks. It's very difficult to be in a bad mood and be laughing and dancing at the same time. Very, very difficult. If dancing is not your thing, throw on like a funny movie or The Office or a funny YouTube clip. Like find a way to make yourself laugh when you're trying to get outside of your funks. So that's what all I've got, guys, on uh, going after our, our goals and New Year's resolutions. And I think I just want to leave you, I think probably the most important thing to reinforce here is uh, I think the reason why New Year's resolutions only are accomplished 8% of the time is because they're usually all or nothing New Year's resolutions, right? It's like like lose 10 pounds or bust. But what if like, again, going back to what I said earlier, what if we change our New Year's resolutions to be built in for, for grace to fail? Like, I think we'd probably have a much higher rate of accomplishing our New Year's resolutions if, if our resolutions weren't all or nothing resolutions. So really want to encourage you guys, take some time, maybe rethink through your New Year's resolutions if we're already into 2021 when you're listening to this. If you're catching it tonight when I'm releasing it, just think about how can I build grace into my New Year's resolutions? Because I think you'll, your probability of getting through 2021 and sticking to those is super, super high if you can build grace into that goal. All right, guys. Well, thank you guys for being a part of the Run Free community for 2020. It's been an epic year. We've been through a lot together, guys. So appreciate each one of you guys and looking forward to experiencing what 2021 holds for us all together. All right, guys. Happy training.